Section 2, Lesson 34, Jesus Gives a New Family. Uh, please prepare the Gospel of John 19, verse 26. But in the meantime, let's go to the Gospel of Matthew 19, verse 29. It reads, And everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold, and inherit eternal life. Uh, let's go to the Gospel of John 19, 26. It says, When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Guys, if there is one thing we should know about Jesus is that he is, no, he is not happy with our current physical families. You see, guys, if we were born under the kingdom of darkness and we were falling in nature, meaning spiritually dead, then when we get saved, it does not mean our families are saved. Salvation is not a corporate or a family thing. It is an individual thing. This means our physical families are still under the influence of the world. Ephesians 2 verse 1 to 2 says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the cause of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Parents are considered elders in the families and communities. The Bible also commands us to give them respect, which is something with a great reward if you want to be here on earth for a long time. Wives, submit to your own husband, and it's fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. And children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first com command with a promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on earth. you find that in uh, Colossians 3.20 as well as Ephesians 6.1-3. Guys, if you look at the, at the above mentioned scriptures, you will see that children are admonished to obey their parents. The problem here is that Paul mentions parents in the Lord. Mm. And we know that Jesus will never command an unsaved man to love his wife or an, un, or an unsaved wife to obey his, her husband. So it does actually put a big pause, guys, in our thinking. Here it seems as if Paul is talking to children with believing parents, meaning parents who believes in the Bible, believes in what the Bible says. Now, we said believing is obeying it. If you see your parents going to church but not obeying the commands, your parent is not a believer. But here Paul is speaking to parents who believe. In other words, we are to obey our parents who believe. Those are our parents in the Lord who believe, meaning who obey his commands. It, it guys it does put a big dot i mean a big pause in our thinking that's tough for an unbelieving parent it's seriously tough but as we have explained that our physical parents have the teachings of the world which is something that came from the spirit that are under the code of this age so really it is a tough one have you ever asked yourself why daddy told abraham to leave his father and mother why he planned to take Joseph away from his parents. Why he moved the physical children of Israel from Egyptians. Why he took David away from home. This has always been a pattern for him. Any older person in your family will be prone to tell you how to live your life, what to do and how to do it. When one uh, has found God, this person usually loses power and control because God usually takes over. In other words, there is a shift in the seat the commander changes it's no longer the parent it's jesus the family usually feels disrespected sidelined by the one who gets closer to god whose fault is it 
Is it God's fault? Is it the family or the person who, who comes closer to, to God? The answer is, it's no one's fault. The moment, guys, we are born here on earth, we are free to make decisions for our own lives. Yes, an infant, guys, yes, as infants, our physical parents took care of us. They loved us. But the moment we enter the state of adulthood, guys, we know what is right, we know what is wrong, and we know what we want, and we know where we want to go, whether heaven or hell. That is if you believe. We are not saying believe. We did say that the Bible is written, is not written so that you will believe. It is written so that you will know. Whether you believe or don't believe, Jesus doesn't care. He has already done his part. So the moment we all enter that stage of adulthood, we know what we want. There is this thing we call free will. If I want to be a dog, I am free to be one. If I want to be educated, I am free to. If I want to do God's will, I am free to do it. This is the problem with the world. People like to control and have power over others. But guys, we need to know that no one has control and power over our souls. Do you know that daddy himself does not control anyone's soul? So who are we to control others' souls? He wrote the Bible. He brought the blood. What you do about it is your business. It's not his business. If you don't believe it, it's your business. It's not his business. He won't control you. He won't force you. With his chosen one, with the disciples, he took them to heaven. They saw heaven. He took them to, 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 to hell. They saw it. You understand? He didn't force them. He took them. They saw it. Then they made their own decisions. Nobody is forced. Even if he does show you these things, he, he, he is not forcing you. He's showing you so that you will make a decision out of knowledge. Well, unfortunately, if he doesn't show you, well, it's unfortunate. Right? It's unfortunate. But the Bible is there. So whether you like to believe it or you don't believe it, he doesn't care. The Bible is not written so that you'll be forced to believe it. It's written so that you will know what you do about it is your business. So no one has power to control your soul. Even he himself, the man upstairs, the powerful man, he doesn't control anyone. As a person, you can give information and let others choose what they want to do with it. Just because you think education is good, it does not mean you should push me to be educated. That is not freedom, it's control. Just because I think doing God's command, I mean obeying God's command or doing his will is, is the right thing to do. Because it will, I mean, because it's your only ticket to heaven. It doesn't mean that you should be forced to do it. What you do about it is your business. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. That is free will. Even if the forced direction is good, guys, it is it's still not freedom if I have to force you to do it. Just because my parents have a business, if I am forced to work there, it's still control. I must choose, no matter how good or bad the thing is, free will is important and we all have the right to it. You see, guys, our physical parents are good, are very good, I'm telling you. We like them, we love them, but they are not right. We appreciate them for the things they, they've done for us. They took care of us while we were young. We really appreciate them. But they are not right. But they also want what is good for us as their children, which is not a bad thing. Any command that comes from them is meant to protect us, just like any other command is meant to. If we listen to them, guys, we will live for long here on earth. For instance, your parents tell you, do not rape, do not murder, do not do this. They are doing it to what? To protect you. 
But do you know the difference between their command and God's commands? Have you ever sat down and, and asked yourself, what is the difference between my parents' commands and God's commands? Because their commands aren't the same. Have you ever sat down and asked yourself? I'll tell you, while their commands can help us live longer on earth, God's command is for us to live forever. You understand? Their command is to help us remain physically alive here on earth for longer. Whether you're spiritually dead or not, they're they are there to help us remain spiritually alive because we, we, we won't be doing wrong things which can kill us early. But God's command is for us to remain spiritually alive. Thus, even living here on earth, we can still remain alive. Even if we get out of this place, of it we can still remain uh alive we live i mean we, we will live forever and enter heaven that's the difference their command well guys i cannot choose for you which is better that is what it's your free will but i've given you information what you do about it is your business it is not mine left to me guys everyone will be saved and obey god's commands and do his will to avoid spiritual death so that everyone can live forever but just because I wish that for everyone, it doesn't mean that I should force it on you. No, it's not respect. It's only respect if I give you knowledge, then you do whatever you want to do. It's your business. It might sound rude, but it really is your business. I love a person who give it to me like that and then just say, you know what? You make your own decision because it's your business. That's respect. If I want to be a duck, I'll be a duck. Respect my decision. If I want to go to hell, it's my business. If I'm not going to obey this man, it's my business. If I want to go to church and still disobey him and, 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 and be a hypocrite, it's my business. It's not your business. You have a right to do it. Guys, we might be speaking against it here, but people who go to church and disobey Jesus, they have the right to do it. It's their business. You understand? Whatever you do is your business. So if it's forced, no matter how good or bad it is, it's not free will. Free will is important. Left to me, everyone will be saved and obey his commands and do his will so that everyone will go to heaven and live forever. But that will be controlled. So we all have a right to choose, to make the right decision. People believe education is the best thing in life. Guys, I'll be honest with you. I really, really don't. I really do, don't, guys, because whatever we have here on earth, when we leave this place, we leave it behind. But when you obey that man, when you get saved and obey that man and obey his commands and, 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 and do his will, even if we die physically, we'll still live forever. You understand? Do, do you understand that? So obeying that man for me is the best thing. People believe education is the best thing in life. I, I'm not saying they are wrong. Probably they are right. But I believe obeying that man's command is the best thing in life because you remain spiritually alive as it is. Educated people, most of them are spiritually dead. When they leave this place, they will leave their education behind. We will leave our certificates behind. Unfortunately. So guys, I'm, I'm not saying anything against education, but I'm saying that obeying that man's command and doing his will is the best thing for me. It's for me, guys. You decide what is best for you as well. You understand? I believe obeying God's command is the best thing in life. Simply because, guys, anything with you here on earth will be left here. We, we can't take any. 
to the other side. Obviously, this demands a belief that heaven exists, guys, which is something I'm super sure of, extremely super sure of. Guys, God's word is hidden. The things he says demands faith on our part. We need to believe he is telling the truth. Unfortunately, guys, with beliefs comes what? Actions. So we do respect our parents as long as they won't stand in the way of God getting what he wants from us. Simple. You see, people, guys, people of the world like to go to church. They will applaud for one who does. The problem comes when you start obeying his commands. This usually reveals how bad, guys, I mean, I mean, seriously, you'll find frictions in family. Salvation really demands love for Jesus from our part because one will have to choose between Jesus and the family. I, I would make an example, guys, of this. Take African people, for example. African people believe in ancestral worship. Any believer of Jesus, a real believer of Jesus, will not give in to the ceremonies that are usually uh, done in, 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 in families. Families will not mind if you go to church. They will not mind if if, 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 if you wake up in the morning and, and say you're going to church. Mm -mm. But they will mind if you refuse to be involved in the act of this ancestral worship. Elders in families will freak out and go out their way to make sure that you get involved in some way, mostly to spite you. They know you are under authority and expect you to obey them. Remember guys, they don't know about this Jesus and they don't believe in him and don't see why the family must suffer for a certain man who is not even around this is when a first test comes in as a believer jesus says that if death is on the table take it take it go to the gospel of, of, of Matthew chapter 10 from 35 he says do you think that i came to bring peace on earth i did not come to bring peace on earth but a sword for i have come to set a man against a father a daughter against a mother a daughter-in-law against a mother-in-law and a man's enemies will be the those of his own household he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me you find that in Matthew 10 from 34 to 36 people who are not safe don't know these guys believe me sometimes when you know something which is not known by many and you behave in a certain way, you will be regarded as rude when it is not the case. I know this, guys, because I also have the same problem. You might not be talking back to, to the elders in your family. You might not be disrespecting them in any way. But just knowing that you have to choose Jesus over them means you are rude to them. This is the most difficult thing, guys, I have ever had to go through. When one gets saved, it is like switching positions of who is now in charge of your life. That is why the first guys, that is why in one of the lessons we said that getting saved is like getting married. It is better to refuse your child marriage than try to control your child when she has a new head. This is undermining the authority over her, and parents have a huge problem with this. This is why Jesus always commands a uh, distance between parents uh, and married children. Jesus says that he did not come for peace on earth, but he came for sweat. But our family members, guys, don't know this. They go all the way to retain control over us. You know, when you are married, your parents still want to control you, tell you what to do. That, guys... They are not saying that you have a husband now who has uh, control over you, who has authority over you. Meaning they should speak to the husband if they want you to do something for them. But they'll go straight to you and undermining the husband. 
because the husband is younger than them. They don't understand this thing about positions. There's a shift, shift in positions. The same thing with salvation. When you get saved, there's a shift in positions. Your parents are no longer in control. It is your, your Jesus. It is the Holy Spirit. But if your parents believe and also obey him, you won't have a problem. Unfortunately, unfortunately, just unfortunately, guys, we do have a problem. Because our parents go to church, but they don't believe. Unfortunately. It is unfortunately, guys. I'm going to say this. It is, it is unfortunately. But I think, guys, it is good to tell the family these rules of salvation in order to have peace in oneself. But guys, I will tell you the truth. They will never agree. If you like me, you will just keep quiet and do what you have to do. I'm telling you, when, guys, you are the youngest, no one will ever listen to you. You have no opinion, you have no say, you have no word. I always believe in actions in order to be able to do what I want because by nature, they won't listen to the one who was born yesterday when they saw the Bible first, way before me. You understand? And guys, it's understandable. It's very much understandable. I understand that. But I will never allow anyone, guys, to take away what is important to me just because they don't believe in the Bible. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, guys. You see, guys, there's one thing we should understand. Here on earth, we only live five minutes. Five minutes. The rest we spend on the other side. Whether you believe in the existence of heaven or you don't. The mere fact is that we all die physically. Meaning we only spend five minutes here. That forever is spent on the other side. Now, if you are like me and you believe in the existence of heaven, whether you know it or not, will you forfeit your soul just because your parents don't believe in the Bible? No ways. No ways. I'll always say this. I will respect you, but not at the expense of my soul. My soul is not for sale. My soul is not for sale. I will obey you. But if I come across such a problem, guys, Jesus says, if death is on the table, you take it, meaning you leave home. If they give you such problems, if you can't retain your life because of them, because you have to obey them, because they don't believe in the Bible, you get out of that house. You, you leave. Guys, your soul is way more important. What can you give in exchange for your soul? What can you give in exchange for your soul? That is a very powerful question. What can you give in exchange for your soul? Jesus asked his disciples in the Gospel of Matthew 16, what can you give in exchange for your soul? Nothing, guys. No, if you don't believe whether I love you or not, it has nothing to do with love. I will love you with, with everything I've got, but not with my soul. Mm -mm. That is not a playground. It's not something I joke with. I can joke with anything. Believe you me, I'm a joker, but not with my soul. If I want to kill my soul, it must come from me, not from another person. Just like people have decided to forfeit their soul by disobeying Jesus, it came from them, not from me. I didn't force anyone. So if I want to disobey Jesus and forfeit my soul, it must come from me, not from another person. Even if it's my parent, I will love you, but not at the expense of my soul. I just read the Gospel of Matthew 10.34. Jesus says you can't love me more than... You're, I mean, it just says if you, if you love your parents more than me, you're not worthy of meaning you won't listen to you. What does it mean? It means if your parents are telling you to do something that Jesus is against and you do it, it means you love them more than Jesus. Therefore, Jesus will not even waste time listening to you. Guys, we love our parents. We love our family. Guys, I love my family to death. Not to spiritual death, though. To physical death. Not to spiritual death. Mm -mm. 
I love them, but I can live without them. Whereas with Jesus, guys, I can't live without that guy. You understand? So, it's, I just can't. Mm -mm. I can't be given an ultimatum because I obviously choose Jesus. I can live without my family even though I love them, but I can't live without Jesus. That is impossible, guys. That means spiritual death, no ways. I won't live here on earth forever. Mm -mm. When I live here, I must make sure that I'm okay. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't know, guys. That is me. I don't know about you. You decide for yourself. I decided for myself. Guys, if that is in the table, guys, take it. If you are dealing, guys, with big fish, be a big fish yourself. Just do it in a subtle way. Sit them down if you are not like me and talk to them. But believe you me, they won't listen to you. If you like me, you just act. You know me. I don't talk. Mm -mm. Keep my mouth shut. I will not speak back. I will not talk back. I will just do what I have to do to retain myself. That's it. That's just the way I am, guys. People are not the same. I'm not asking you to be like me. If, if you like Jesus, you know Jesus will just tell, tell you to buzz off. He told Peter, hey, Satan, get away from me. Buzz off. You're telling me not to do God's will. Buzz off. Say, Peter, you buzz off. Satan, get away from me. You know, there are people who are like that. It's not bad. People are not the same. I will just keep quiet and do what I have to do. But I will not speak back at you. I will not uh, disrespect you as an elder. I will just act. I will just make sure that I won't do what you want me to do. When it comes to my soul, guys, I I'm repeating this. I don't joke with it. No, I don't. I've got certain proofs of certain things I can't mention. So I just cannot joke with my soul. It's not something I joke with. So a decision is yours, guys. After all, Jesus told us to be wise but innocent and be sheep among wolves. This means we have to respect them but be a lion inside. Do you know, guys, Jesus was a, was a lion and a lamb at the same time. These are two extreme opposite animals. The other is submissive, respectful, quiet, calm, and controllable. And the other is aggressive, ferocious, and a bulldozer. This means while you are quiet and calm and collected, never allow them to take what is important to you just because they don't believe it. Mm -mm. This paints a picture of someone you can hit but will not retaliate. At the same time, will not do what you are telling them to do if it's wrong. No, guys, that's character. That's character. It doesn't mean, guys, that we don't fear. Obviously, if you're an elder, I will fear you. It's innate. It's natural. I will fear you. But that's what bravery is all about. Being brave is not the absence of fear, but it's doing the right thing in the presence of fear. Is doing the right thing in that presence of fear when you are fearful but you have to do the right thing you are motivated by doing the right thing and in this case it's, it's retaining my soul nothing is way more than right than that i'm telling you guys <laughs> i'm telling you obviously we'll fear them but i compare i compare what they will do to me and compare what i will lose if i disobey jesus and i say you know what while it's painful while it's sad what is going to happen to me, it's better than for me to lose Jesus. I can't lose that man. It is impossible. If I have to, it must come from me, not from you. Guys, during Jesus' time, many had to leave their homes because of such problems. Nothing has changed, guys. The problem is that we love them, but we can live, guys, without them. As much as we love them, believe you me, we can live without them. But with Jesus, guys, we can't live without that man. 
that man is power himself. So if they put a strain on us, guys, we'll have to do what we have to do to retain Jesus. I mean, seriously, they don't know him. You understand? You, you know what I'm talking about. So what they're saying is not wrong. They don't know the man. So they are not wrong. You know? But what if you know the man and you're not telling them and you're not telling a, 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 anyone? It's your secret. What if you know the man? Do you lose Jesus, the, the man you know, because of them, because they don't know the man? Uh-uh-uh. No ways, guys. Never. Never. You know, when you have a child who is befriending another who can be of bad influence to them, what do you do as a parent? You command your child to get rid of that friend, to save your child from doing the same things. This does not in any way mean your child would, will have to hate the friend. Mm -mm. But because your child is under your care and control, she will have to do that. The same is true with God, guys. Physical parents... Physical families are not God's family. Any person who does not obey Jesus is a bad influence on you. You understand that? Any person who doesn't obey God is a bad influence on you. Listen to this. While he was still talking to the multitude, behold, his mother and brother stood outside seeking to speak with him. Then one said to him, Look, your mother and your, and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand towards his disciples and said, Here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. You'll find it in Matthew 12. Verse 46 to 50. It is important, guys, to also look at things from God's perspective because you might feel offended, which might not be the intended feeling. You understand? We need to get that man's perspective. I'm telling you. Now, I want us to look at the scripture on the top of this lesson, guys, the, the one we spoke about. The first one records what happened when Jesus was about to give up uh, at the cross. He commanded John one of his beloved disciples, to take Mary home and be her son because he himself was no more. What we need to understand, guys, at this stage is that the family, the community, must have given Mary hell for the birth of Jesus. They did not believe God had planted his seed on Mary. At that time, guys, having a baby out of a wedlock was a taboo. Nowadays, a blessing. Even Joseph had secretly planned to divorce her because he just couldn't be of the joke of the town, guys. He couldn't be the joke of the town, so he secretly planned to divorce her. Listen to this. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, be before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was mindful to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you marry your wife for that which is conceived in her is of the holy spirit to find that in Matthew 1 uh, verse 18 to 20 so he had it in mind guys to get rid of her quietly until daddy himself had to speak to joseph this tells us that even joseph himself doesn't guys didn't believe this guys do blame him no i'm asking to really blame joseph ah guys i wouldn't do it myself i wouldn't I will never believe such a thing, guys, myself. I will never marry any person impregnated by spirit. Ah, ooh, never. I mean, I mean, seriously, guys, okay, like, let me ask you. Will you marry a person impregnated by spirit? No, you, you can't, guys. We need to be realistic, guys. I'm very realistic. <laughs> uh, seriously. 
I can't marry I can't marry a person who is impregnated by spirit. Mm -mm. So that man upstairs had to speak to Joseph himself. You know, guys, while thinking about this Joseph saga thing, guys, I realize how difficult it is to believe the Bible. I don't blame people who pretend to believe, guys. One has to see God and hear for himself to believe. Guys, I'm telling you. Nevertheless, guys, Joseph had planned to leave. So daddy had to speak to Joseph himself regarding this. You see, guys, daddy is not naive. He's not a stupid. He knows that when it comes to believing what you have not seen, it is just impossible. <laughs> so when it comes to his own plans, I'm talking about his plans, not your own. When it comes to his own plans, he deals with relevant parties himself. Otherwise, guys, none of his plans will come to pass. I'm telling you, this is why people who have proof of his existence had to die to prove it. If you see them dying to prove, guys, I'm telling you, you will know that okay, then that man really exists. <laughs> people who claim to be saved, guys, people who claim to be saved but don't obey his commands, I'm telling you, they don't believe he exists. They don't believe he exists. Whenever you see one obeys him and fear him like one would fear an anaconda, you must know that that person is hiding something. They probably know something they, they are not telling. You, you guys, you can't fear that man unless you know him. Let me be honest with you. Let, let me be just blunt with you, just direct with you. You can't fear that man unless you know him. Let me just say it straight like that. Even John, in the gospel, I mean in the... In First John, chapter two, verse four, it says, "He who claims to know God, but disobeys His command, is a liar." You can't know that man and disobey him because that man brings something else to a person. I'm telling you, I'm not, guys. <laughs> anyway, let's continue before I talk too much. So, like, really, you see here, these guys, his disciples, they dealt with Jesus. They saw him do things. They saw him leaving earth, flying to heaven. After that, he came to them and he spoke to them after that. This is why they behaved the way they did. You can't just fear that man <laughs> simply by reading the Bible. I mean, like, seriously, like, really. Guys, I'm not talking about people who write books to make money. Don't, they, they don't even believe in him. Guys, guys, if you're selling a book and you're telling me that you know Jesus, you're telling me that you've been to heaven and hell, yet you, you, you're selling a book and it's so expensive, it means you're lying. Why? Guys, the Bible is for free. Have you ever asked yourself why the Bible is for free? Have you ever asked yourself why the Bible is for free? Before we get to that, have you ever asked yourself here on earth why there are free things? that are given to people you'll get basic free houses free water and you'll be given few cash if you don't have any why it's because you need them when something is a need it can't be sold because no one has money because not everyone has money when something is a need it cannot be for sale it can't be for sale mm -mm, it's not possible it's not possible. So when you find these people saying that they know heaven, the existence of heaven and hell and stuff like that, and they're selling their books, they're lying, they, they want money. Guys, if they dealt with that man, Jesus, he would have told them to write these books and give to people for free. Let me tell you, for free, F-O-C, free of charge. Because when something is needed, it can't be 
for sale. It can't be for sale. It's not possible. So Mary knew God's existence and she wouldn't abandon her bastard child. I am not saying Jesus is a bastard, but that's how he was regarded in Israel. That man suffered in the hands of people. When Jesus was old, his physical brothers did not even believe who he, who he said he was. I mean, guys, Jesus was the elder. You know, you understand? They came last. You know, they came after Jesus. So they didn't believe who he said he was. They did not even believe his message, which caused Jesus to leave home and live in a forest. You know, if you go to the Gospel of John 7, he says, for even his brothers did not believe in him. Also, if you go to the Gospel of, uh, of Luke chapter 9, 58, he says, and Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. You understand? So Jesus had to leave home. There is nothing as difficult, guys, as sharing a, a space, a place with a person who doesn't share the same beliefs as yours. It is like living in hell on earth. So Jesus resorted to living where? In the forest. Do you know who was Jesus' first unofficial disciple? It was his mama, Mary. Mary believed in Jesus because she had proof of who he was. Wherever Jesus went, Mary would be there like a fly. She never left his side. When Jesus was there on the cross crucified, he gave John to her as a new mama. This meant both Mary and John found each other new family members. Jesus will never allow you to live long with your physical family if they don't believe in him. He will most definitely give you a new family. If you, if you go to Acts of the Apostles 2, verse 44 to 46, it says, Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among, them among all as anyone had need. So continually daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from one house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Remember, guys, at that time, the gospel was still very new and it was still pure from Jesus' mouth, from people who had witnessed him who were ready to die for him. So because of that, many left their homes because unbelievers couldn't stand the rules of salvation. So they all gathered together and, 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 and just enjoyed one another. And those who had possessions and lands sold them and gave the money which was shared among themselves. Families and Jesus, guys, they will never go together. Never. You can't expect enemies to live together for long. While they might love each other, salvation has rules that people of the world will never give in to, never agree to. So parting ways in peace before Jesus uses force is the best thing one can do. His disciples left families, parents, children, wives, and fields, meaning their workplaces behind. This looks somehow irresponsible from the one who does not understand God. But for one who has proof of Jesus' existence, forsaking and renouncing things, guys, is a small thing. Who, after knowing that Jesus is real, can, I mean, can't give up uh, these things? I mean, seriously, who, after knowing that Jesus is real, can give up eternal life for family, children, parents, money? I mean, we love them, but we can't give up eternal life for them. Guys, I mean, I love my family. I'm saying this again, but I can't give up eternal life for them. I love them, really. I really do, from the, from the depth of my heart. But I can't give up my uh, eternal life for them. Mm -mm, no ways. No ways, no one. People who are choosing these things instead of, of, of obeying that man is because they don't believe. 
in Jesus. You can't know that man and remain the same. It's just not possible. No one can fake knowing that man. It's not possible. Persecutions, persecutions will bring out what you know. This is why Jesus will command that one gives a parents, children, and work to just do what he commands because he knows what he has showed them. It is the price they have to pay for eternal life. Jesus is expensive. That man is extremely expensive. People say salvation is for free. It might be, guys, it might be that we don't have to pay anything, but I mean like in monetary terms, but salvation is, ex is extremely expensive. Because you have to give up your family, you give up your 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 your, your, your mothers, your your fathers, your your, your your siblings, your children, your, your wives, your work. You give up everything just to retain Jesus. That man is expensive, extremely expensive. Salvation is not as free as I thought it was. It's the most expensive thing, but it doesn't cost money. The sacrifices, guys, are too much, though. But it's worth it. So the early church left homes to be free. Probably most were chased away from homes because elders couldn't stand the rules of salvation. Whenever a gospel guys is new in a place, a country, a nation, or a village, Jesus makes sure that Satan is not at all around. This is because Jesus wants to plant his word peacefully, and then immediately after he's done sowing the word, he allows Satan to come and change the word to test if people had it in the first place. You'll find that in meditating guys we've been speaking about it for a very long time. No one is a stranger, guys, to Jesus' word nowadays. The Bible has been around for decades, for, for centuries. Okay, for a century. For a very long time, though. That is why the, the message has changed. Satan has gotten in, has entered and changed. Well, guys, it is what it is. So because of that, our physical families don't know what salvation is. And the truth is not even preached in churches. You know, our pastors will go around uh, preaching uh, something that Jesus didn't preach. And then when we read the Bible and, we, and then we have to give up our families and give up our things. And then and our families are shocked. They were like, what are you talking about? Your pastors are not saying these things. Your pastors are preaching money and, and, and blessings. And you're telling us that you shouldn't be blessed. People are shocked. People are confused. You know? Then, but at the end of the day, guys, you just say, you know what? Stick with your pastor. I'm going to stick with the Bible. You choose what you want. Guys, it's freedom. If you want to stick with your, pa your pastor preaching money and Jesus preaching against money, and you say your pastor said it, then go with your pastor and leave Jesus alone. All right. But guys, that's why salvation is, is, is worse nowadays. Nobody is telling the truth. So you just have to do what you have to do to retain your soul. That's it. Therefore, we can't run away from our homes because what is being preached, guys, is really, it's really not what Jesus is saying. We don't know the truth. If you don't know, if your pastors are preaching exactly what is contrary to what Jesus says, obviously you can't run away from home. You have to choose your home because you are not told that Jesus is sacrificing, asking you to sacrifice to make these sacrifices unless you know guys unless you know but it's tough thank you